Welcome to Maryland's Anglican Media, where you can listen to sermons, devotionals, and other media from Maryland's Anglican Church. We hope you enjoy. I wanted to start with Psalm 107, because I think it has so many pictures that are fulfilled in Matthew 14, which we'll look at today. Psalm 107, verses 23 to 32. Some went out on the sea in ships. There were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm. And he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. And his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt exalt him in the assembly of the people. And praise him in the council of the elders. And I'm reading from Matthew 14. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried out, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country, People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. Now sometimes I feel like a good action movie. Recently I watched one where the IRA, that's the Irish Republican Army, sets off a series of bombs in London. They do it to try and get the British government to release some IRA IRA members who are in prison. But one of the bombs kills an innocent girl, the daughter of a Chinese immigrant, Quan. Quan is so distraught that he goes on a mission to find the names of the men who killed his daughter. First, he asks the Irish deputy minister, a former IRA member, to tell him the names. Now, the minister doesn't know, but he also doesn't do anything to find out. Now, since this man is an old Chinese immigrant, He dismisses him, doesn't have a second thought about him. 
but boy did he underestimate him. Quan, first of all, sets off a bomb in his bathroom to scare him. Then he takes out four of his security personnel, single-handedly. By the way, Quan's played by Jackie Chan. He takes photos of him and his mistress, and even puts his dog to sleep to show how close he can get to him. It turns out Quan has military training and has fought for the US Army in Vietnam. He eventually hides out in the forest and outsmarts all the security guards to come face to face with the deputy minister. Deputy minister finally realizes he has underestimated Quan, who has incredible intelligence and power. He gives him the names and Quan gets justice at last. It's dangerous to underestimate someone, isn't it? Well, today we see that Herod and the disciples have greatly underestimated Jesus. Jesus is not just a prophet or a good teacher. He is God the Creator, come in the flesh. And he uses his tremendous power not to punish people and get justice, but to save people and show them his glory. Jesus shows us a few things today. Firstly, that prayer is essential. Secondly, that he is God in the flesh. And thirdly, that he comes to us in the storm. So firstly, Jesus shows us that prayer is essential. It's easy to miss this little part at the start of this episode. Last week we saw that when Jesus heard John the Baptist was dead, he sailed away to a quiet place. But he was so popular that the crowds followed him on foot. And of course, Jesus had compassion on them. All he wanted to do was to be by himself and pray. But he also loved them and ended up feeding around 10,000 people. Well, this week we see that as soon as they had finished eating, he made the disciples go by boat to the other side of the lake. And then he dismissed the crowd. And what does he do? He prays. Matthew 14, verse 23. After he had dismissed the crowd, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Jesus could have had tremendous fame. I keep using that word tremendous, like Donald Trump or something. I have tremendous fame. Nobody has fame like me, and I should know, because I am tremendous. See, Jesus could have basked in the attention and praise of the people. Or he could, have had, he could have gone home and just had a sleep after an exhausting day. That's what I would have done. But Jesus knew the most important thing in the world was spending time in prayer with his Father. That's what gives him the most joy and refreshment. Brothers and sisters, if Jesus, the Son of God, needed to pray, how much more do we creatures need to pray? Through the busyness and tiredness of our lives, what do we need more than anything? Prayer. Spending time with our Heavenly Father. You know, in the craziness of life and COVID at this time, we really need to take time out to pray, to remember who we are, to talk to God, thanking Him, praising Him, asking Him to refresh our souls. When the world and history come to an end, we will appear before God our Maker. And we'll see that our relationship with Him is the most important thing in the universe.
we are made to be joyfully dependent on Him. Robert McShane once said, What a man is on his knees before God, that he is, and nothing more. Bathe your life in prayer. Pray when you're happy. Pray when you're sad or worried. Pray when you're walking and driving and eating and playing. Everything in this life is training us to rely on God and commune with Him and find our joy in Him. Do you look forward to spending time with God in eternity? Then pray. We begin eternal life as soon as we put our trust in Jesus. So begin enjoying eternity today. Prayer is essential for our souls. Well, secondly, Jesus shows us that he is God in the flesh. The beginning of Matthew's gospel reveals Jesus' identity. When he's born, the angel says he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. But chapter 14 begins with Herod grappling with Jesus' identity. He thinks Jesus must be John the Baptist, risen from the dead. That must be where he gets his miraculous powers from. And it seems the disciples don't fully realize who he is either. But through this storm, they're about to find out. Remember, Jesus is the one who made them get into the boat. And now the boat is being banged around by waves because of the wind. They've been out there all night. You know, this is the second time they're in a wild storm. But last time, Jesus was with them in the boat. Why would he let them go through this alone? Only because he was about to show them his glory. So just before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Now just stop there and listen to that sentence again. Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. In case you missed it, this is not what normal human beings do. It is so amazing that the disciples don't even recognize that it's Jesus. They think it's a ghost because he is walking on the lake. So they are terrified. But Jesus says some amazing words here. Verse 27, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Literally, take heart, I am. Now he could have just meant, it's me. But remember when God revealed his special name, Yahweh, to Moses. Moses asked, who should I say is sending me? And God said, I am who I am. Is Jesus saying that he is Yahweh, the God of Israel, the creator of the world? Well, Peter seems to think so because he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And it's even stronger than that, because the word he uses means command me like a king. Lord, command me to come to you on the water. Lord can mean earthly master, but when God's special name Yahweh was used in the Old Testament, it was so holy that the Jews didn't dare use it. Instead, every time they read from the scriptures, when they came across the word Yahweh, they would say Adonai, because they didn't want to say Yahweh. And Adonai means Lord. It's translated Lord. 
So when Peter calls him Lord here, I think he means Yahweh, the one true God. He sees Jesus walking on the water and thinks, this is the creator of the world. He's basically saying to Jesus, if you really are God, your word created the heavens and the earth. Your word can make the molecules of water obey and hold me up. And Jesus says a single word, come, and makes Peter walk on the water too. The same word that said, let there be light, and separated the oceans from the clouds, commanded Peter to walk on the water, and he did. Now he eventually started to sink. But when he did, he cried out, Lord, save me. Again, 10 out of 11 times in the Old Testament, the phrase, the phrase, Lord, save, whether it's Lord, save us or Lord, save me, is talking about Yahweh, the one true God, the Savior. You see, Jesus is the creator, God with us in the flesh. And he is our only Savior. So Peter cries out, Lord, save me. As we think about God the Creator making light and stars and oceans and animals, He commands them all and they cannot help but obey. Human beings are the only ones who have a choice whether to obey or not. Here Peter shows that he wants to be like the rest of creation. Lord, command me and I will obey. I will do something miraculous for you are the Lord. Are we obeying the voice of Jesus, our Maker and Savior today? Are we seeing Jesus for who He really is and listening to His Word? For Jesus is God in the flesh. Well, thirdly, Jesus comes to us in the storm. You know, we think that following Jesus will make life easier, don't we? It will all be smooth sailing, <laughs> but that's not the case. Jesus made them get into the boat. He knew the wind and the waves would threaten the boat. He knew they would be afraid. But he did it so that, he, that they would have no earthly things to trust in. And they would see his glory. Jesus came to them in the storm. And he comes to us in the storm as well. Jesus says in John's Gospel, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. <laughs> Jesus is the same in all the Gospels. That, that word take heart is the same that he says to the disciples here. Take courage, take heart. I am with you. Often we fear the difficult experiences of life, don't we? Like illness or bereavement or losing a job. But it's in those times that we cry out to Jesus and we feel him to be closer than ever. He is always with us. But sometimes we don't feel it. He wants us to cry out to him in our distress. He wants us to trust him as our maker and saviour. Now we know that Peter eventually started to sink. 
But the fact that he believed Jesus could make him walk on water is amazing. Anybody can sit in the boat and watch. It takes real faith to leave the boat and walk on the water. The great example to us is that Peter realized that he was sinking and cried out to Jesus, Lord, save me. And Jesus doesn't say, Oh, well, sorry, you didn't believe me, so you're going to drown now. He immediately reached out his hand and caught him and took him back to the boat. But he does gently challenge him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did Peter doubt? Well, it says that when he saw the wind, he was afraid. He took his eyes off Jesus and looked at his circumstances. Looked at what his eyes could see in this life. It's so easy for us to do, isn't it? The Lord Jesus has told us one thing, but our world, our circumstances, tell us that we are in danger. We take our eyes off Jesus, we look at our circumstances, and we start to fear. That's when we start to sink. But the great news is, Jesus saves those who are weak in faith. Jesus and Peter walk back to the boat together. We may fail and fall along the way, but Jesus will always be there to pick us up and walk us back home. See, Peter's failure doesn't take away from Jesus' glory. It leads to even more glory. When they get back, the other, the other disciples see the power of Jesus and worship him as the Son of God. They don't just respect him as a powerful man or a good teacher. They worship him as God with us. See, if we try to do hard things while trusting in Jesus, our failures will not lead to humiliation. Those around us will see that even in our weakness, Jesus is strong. He is the one who makes us able to stand. You know, we've been doing the outreach training in growth groups, and it's scary to talk to our friends and neighbours about Jesus, isn't it? What if they reject us? What if we can't answer their questions? What if we freeze and don't know what to say? Brothers and sisters, even if we do, Jesus will be there to help us, to pick us up. And those around us will see that we believe that Jesus is the glorious Son of God. He is so important that we are willing to try the awkward, scary thing of telling people about Him. He's worth it. And knowing Him is the best thing ever. We love our friends and family enough to ask the hard questions. The questions that nobody else will ask them. To help them think about life. For we want the world to know Jesus' glorious grace and his power to save. If we fail in outreach, Jesus is greater than our weakness and he can still bring glory to himself. But what will not bring him glory is if we don't try at all. Because we'll be telling our friends and family, you know, Jesus is not that important to us and he shouldn't be that important to you. Do we believe that Jesus will save people? Do we believe that Jesus will be there for us when we need him? 
the Lord who walked on water still speaks to us. You of little faith, why do you doubt? And yet he is with us in our doubts, in our weakness, in our anxieties and fears. He is with us. Jesus came through the storm to help the disciples so they would know him as God and Saviour. Jesus also went through the storm of the judgment of God so that he can save us from our sins. He came to bring us back into a relationship with God. Will you take time away to pray to him and to be with him? Do we see and worship Jesus for who he really is, the creator and saviour of the world? And do we trust him even when things are scary and take his hand in the storms of life? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we see, Lord, that even Jesus, your Holy Son, the eternal Son of God, prayed when he was tired, when he had been through a long day. He knew he needed you, Lord. Lord, help us to reach out to you, to spend time with you, to be refreshed by your grace and your presence, Lord, in this crazy, scary time of COVID. Help us to see that prayer is essential for our souls. Lord, help us to see Jesus, see his glory for who he really is, the eternal God, God with us. Help us to worship him as our God and Saviour. And Lord, help us to see that he comes to us in the storms of our life. Lord, help us to try difficult things for Jesus. Risking even failure. Because we know that the Lord Jesus will save us. Lord, help us to look to Jesus. Keep our eyes fixed on him and not in the things of the world around us that make us afraid. Lord, help us to look to Jesus and hold his hand and know that he will take us to our place of refuge, to heaven itself, to be with you forever. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.